Good morning. In immigration law, we use a lot of codes, C-11, C-10, C-12 work permits. So let's find out what's the difference between them. Let's get started. Just a quick reminder before we start. Please know that whatever you hear in these live sessions or any content you see on social media by Savirov's law firm is general information only and not legal advice. While we may use certain real-life scenarios or legal cases for learning purposes, it is important to remember that this does not constitute a legal opinion. For personalized legal advice, please consult with your lawyer or hire a Canadian immigration lawyer. Now, let's get back to our show. Hello again. Uh, we will start as usual with our pieces of news that, is, that are relevant to business immigration. News number one, Can Canadian government has released uh, the State of Trade 2023 report. You can download it in PDF version. What is interesting here is it's the summary of what happened in terms of trade, import, export, economic implications in 2022. The, the most relevant, all, all sections are relevant, but the most relevant section for me is the section 1.3, Canadian economic performance for me and for my clients, this, this is interesting. And also Canada's um, trade performance. And, and you can go and read for yourself. It's very good, gives you statistics. If you want to do import-export business in Canada, this is a very high-level bird's view document that you want to read. It's very interesting. Many of our clients, they ask about the, what can be exported to Canada. So you can see total goods imported. And according to the categories, you can see here. And what does Canada export? You can bring Canadian goods to your home country. So it's a two-way street. This is a great report. Uh, we will leave the link underneath this video. Go and read it for yourself. It's, uh, it's, it's very useful. Next, the second piece of news we are bringing to you is not necessarily about Canada. However, Harvard Business Review has published a piece about India. Is India the world's next great economic power? Last week, our Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was in India for the G20 summit and he stayed there uh, a bit longer than expected, but that's okay. Uh, we love India very much. So India, is, is it the world's next great economic power? I enjoyed reading it and I suggest you also do, especially what does the Western... Um, Western leaders and Western intellectuals think about India's role, what are the pros, cons, and what are the challenges. And it's, it's a great piece, and I, we will leave the, the link underneath, underneath this video for your reference. And as always, you can always refer to sobirovs.com website for insights about business immigration, success stories, and other great pieces of news. So let's get started with our presentation today. Are you constantly on the move, managing your business, and looking for a convenient way to stay informed about expanding your business to Canada? Look no further. Introducing Speaking of Canada, the podcast that keeps you in the loop on all things related to Canadian business immigration, delivering the latest news, invaluable tips, and captivating interviews, no matter how busy your schedule gets. Speaking of Canada has got you covered. We will speak about uh, C-11, C-10, and C-12 LMIA exempt work permits for entrepreneurs and business owners. I deliberately put the numbering on my presentation 
a little bit in an awkward way because I want to discuss first the C11, then C10, then C12. These are the, every, the, the codes that you don't have to really know, but we will uh, do it in an essence, a very simple, uh, a very simple, using simple language, try to explain you some legal, legal terms. So this is for our audience, <laughs> this is not for lawyers. So let's, let's, uh, analyze, let's start with a very common scenario. For example, a foreign entrepreneur knows that he or she wants to run a business in Canada that's known, they, the entrepreneur has decided. The entrepreneur has the necessary capital to run the business, that's given. Sometimes they have an operating business in their home country, right? Some, some of them, they run businesses. And they heard about that, this coded number, C10, C11, C12, for business immigration programs. What is the difference, like PNP, ICT, SUV, these are, these are the terms that we use for ease of reference as lawyers. And you can see it across the internet, like people talking about C10, C11, but what's the difference? That's, it, it can get quite confusing and the actual codes may change from time to time. In the legislation, the codes usually change and I'll give you an example. So today we will use very simple language, no, into, no delving into legal, uh, legal stuff, but from the perspective of entrepreneur, what you need to know about the difference between these three LMIA exempt programs. Let's start with this spectrum. The, the simplest way to understand the, the differences is to understand this spectrum. So uh, on the left-hand side, C11, and on the right-hand side, C12, this is the level of development of your business. Let's start with C11, and you can see why I put C10 in the middle, okay? In the C11 situation, this is applicable for those who don't have an existing company in, in a foreign country, no existing foreign company. They have capital, they have a plan, which is a business plan, they have experience to run business before, and they are mostly majority shareholders. So if that's the case, you don't have an existing company, then it's probably C11 type of situation. I'll give you an example in a moment. Then we'll look in the middle which is the middle of both sides, right? A newly created company. If you just created a foreign company in your home country and it's not strong enough to expand into Canada, right? A startup that wants to have another office in Canada. I'll give you an example of that too. You have a, the capital, you have the plan, you have, but you are a new, you will establish another new company. So new company at home, new company in Canada, you don't really fit into C11 and you don't really fit into C12 situation. So that's where C10 can come in and say, yes, there is a pathway. And the IRCC has also, I will bring that text in a moment, IRCC has also suggested that if there are C11 type of situations, but they don't really squarely fit into C11 situation, you may consider C10 work permit for that kind of entrepreneur. So, and C12, that's a very classic and established foreign company that wants to expand into Canada with all capital, business plan, and a new, new related company is established in Canada and the business truly expands from a foreign country into Canadian market. So C10 is very clear, C11 is clear, but this is where the ambiguity is about C10 usually. 
Now let's go with example by example. One slide for, or two slides, or two slides for each type. A C11 work permit, we will start with that. Uh, there are two types of business owners that Immigration Canada has recognized in a way. And it's a self-employed that just employs himself or herself in, in his own Canadian company in, or her own Canadian company. They don't go beyond their family. You know, family is the most important thing. You, you hire from the family and you are just self-employed in that respect. So the Canadian uh, immigration, immigration Canada website also says that while many individuals are the owners of the business, but they typically carry out all responsibilities of an employee, okay? It's not like truly business owner. It's a self-employed employee who happens to own a business. Then there is a second category, entrepreneur, that fits into C11 situation. A person who organizes and operates a business or businesses, in, uh, multiple, taking on greater than normal financial risk to do so, they hire employees beyond, outside of their family, and they carry out the activities, the family members, uh, other than the employees, other than family members, carry out the functions of the, in the, in the business, the functions in the business. C11, as clearly stated uh, by Immigration Canada, C11 is an administrative LMI exemption code, specific code, that covers the work of certain foreign nationals entering Canada to run their own business, which will create significant benefit. That's where we, the term significant benefit work permit comes in, okay? This is a typical significant benefit. That, that, that's why you see online and we constantly refer to C11 significant benefit work permit. This is where it comes from. But as I said, in this C11 type of situation, C10 can be an alternative. And I'll give you an example in the next slide. The Immigration Canada says, uh, let's read together, for workers who do not meet specific considerations for a C11, officers, the immigration officers, may still assess them on a case-by-case -case basis. It's not automatic. You, you, you need to request on a case-by-case -case basis, possibly under uh, the broader LMI exemption code, C10. So in, from this, I can conclude that C10 is a broader term, but C11 is more specific. If you don't fit into C11, you probably can fit into C10 situation. Also used uh, under the, this rule, uh, rule 205. Okay, now here's an example of C10, C11, sorry, C11. Uh, recently, we did C11 work permit for a Vietnamese uh, businesswoman. She had refusals, 15 refusals before us, 13 from the United States and two from Canada. So that's a record in, in our practice. We, we, had, we had a success with 15 refusals uh, of our client before he, she became our client. The investment amount was 100K. Uh, employment opportunities for Canadians, five new positions will be created in the near future. A time to prepare the application. That's where we took our time to prepare a strong application with the client. We worked hand in hand, including the business concept development, research and uh, document collection. Everything was done meticulously and with patience. And we got a positive decision two months after we applied and the outcome has been a valid C11 work permit for two years. So you can read, you can scan this barcode and read the, the success story for yourself. Maybe that's similar to your situation. Now, 
C10, which is the, the wider, more ambiguous, let's say, situation. C10 is, uh, it covers the situations where uh, present uh, circumstances sometimes present officers with a situation where LMI is not available, right? And it's not necessarily fits into C11 category. And there is no specific exemption category, for example, C11. But the balance of practical considerations, that's again, case by case basis. You have to request the, the, per, uh, the officer. The consideration would indicate that the work of the foreign national would be significant benefit to Canada. In a way, just to simp very simplistically, you can say C11 is more refined significant benefit. C10 is more broad significant benefit, okay? And so economically or socially or culturally, it, it goes many ways. Um, this, this is to provide the officer the flexibility. But officer, make note that officer will not think on your behalf. So you need to really understand, do you need C11? Can you fit into C11? Or you should request C10. So officer will have the flexibility, but they will not think on your behalf. Significant includes the following general economic support for Canada, advancement of Canadian industry, increased health and well-being of Canadians, uh, and regionally or specific in a certain society, increased tolerance, knowledge and opportunities that goes beyond economic. Uh, you can, most of our clients focus on economic benefit, but sometimes we deal with social and, and cultural uh, benefits uh, for C10 work permit. Now, here's an example. Recently, we had a C10 approval uh, of a minority shareholder of a US-based company. The applicant is from India, but he owns a share, uh, some of the shares in the US, newly established startup. The newly established American startup, they wanted to expand to Canada. Now, here, we, they are not squarely fitting into ICT, intra-company transfer, C12. They don't fit but they want to expand. That's where we said to the officer, please consider it under C10, significant benefit to Canada, Canadian interest work permit. Uh, we, uh, this is a company in Vancouver. They expanded into Vancouver, British Columbia. We submitted in March and we got approved in June. So this is a very typical C10, classic C10 work permit example. Last but not the least, the, one of the most popular uh, codes in a way is C12, intra-company transfer. Again, here you can see the codes changing. It used to be called all three categories here, the executive and senior functional manager, specialized knowledge, uh, employees starting a branch or affiliate. They were all called C12. Now Canada has refined it and they went with C61, C62, C63. And you can still see that the, the breadcrumbs are still C12, but the code now has started to be applied as C62. So don't worry, codes may change, the logic will remain the same in our, uh, in our practice. Now, here's a classic example of C10, uh, C12, sorry. <laughs> I, I get lost from time to time. So C12, intra-company transfer work permit example, an expansion of a company uh, that manufactures, it's a successful packaging company in Pakistan, expanded into Canada. Uh, the applicant uh, and spouse and three children got two-year intra-company transfer work permit. 
an open work permit for the spouse and relevant status for the kids. So here, as I said, this is an employee uh, or an executive, depending on the situation, that is coming to Canada to open a branch and, and expand a Pakistani company. So as a result, the investment was uh, allocated to be 200000 for the expansion. We submitted in February. We got approved in June. So less than, less than six months. So this, these are the examples for you to consider. I hope you will remember whatever. If you don't remember anything, but just remember this, this spectrum here. So imagine C10 in the middle. If you are very well developed, you go to C12. If you are not developed existing foreign company, then you go to C C11. But if there are ambiguous, uh, ambiguous situation that don't fit into these categories, then you probably go with C10. So that's a practical life hack. And um, if you need an honest and holistic guidance in business immigration, talk to the professionals. We've been doing business immigration from across the world, any country, almost any country from around the world, we, we've done it and we've done it uh, more, for more than 10 years. Business immigration is our business. So talk to our firm, talk to our um, professionals, go to sobirovs.com and book your one hour strategy meeting with our professionals and we will give you a holistic and not, no obligation guidance on business immigration. Now, get ready with your questions. Let me, let me handle those. If you have any questions, let's get started with, with Q&A. To stay updated on all things related to Canadian business immigration, check us out on social media. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter for the latest news and updates. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and click the notification bell to stay informed about the most recent immigration news, interviews with top immigration specialists, and our weekly live shows. Visit our website at www.sabiravs.com for more information or to book a consultation with our team of experts. Welcome back and this is Q&A session. I'll take the first question and I'll try to read it from the screen in front of me. So Muhammad Wasim, hello Muhammad. Uh, why 200,000 Canadian dollars is necessary to show as wealth or funds to apply for C11 visa or work permit and how one can apply as an entrepreneur visa without showing that much fund? So 200,000 is a biased opinion of our law firm. What, where does the benchmark come? Usually the benchmark is based on the market research you do and the industry you go to. But at the minimum, at the minimum, to run any kind of small business in Canada for up to one year, you need to allocate 200,000. That's, that's a safe amount. Another benchmark, which is uh, C11, by the way, C11 is a federal business immigration program. But you look at the provincial business immigration programs. In the, on the province level, any province, look at around Canada, at the minimum, they have uh, in rural Alberta, I believe, rural Alberta entrepreneur stream, it they require 100,000 real investment into business, okay? Usually, in the, it's safe to say that provinces require at least 150,000. And we, to be on the safe side, because lawyers are about safety and re, you know, removing all the risks from your business, 
I would go with 200,000. You need to demonstrate that kind of amount. Of course, there are certain businesses that you can justify that they don't need that much money, okay? For example, consulting business. Yes, you can do a consulting business with, a, let's say, 80,000, 90,000 Canadian. But again, the viability of the business is one thing and your capacity, capability of running a business in Canada genuinely without working anywhere else, you need to have enough funds. This is where it comes from. It comes from practical uh, considerations. It comes from our experience in doing business. You can go and read success stories. We've done business uh, immigration successfully with a lesser amount. But again, uh, for example, Vietnamese client, right? We did it with a lesser amount, 100,000 dedicated, but the, that, the significant benefit, it's not only the, the amount of dollars, it's also the impact of your business to that location. So in the case of Vietnamese uh, client, the impact was so good, so positive to the local economy and local uh, audience where the business will be functioning, we could prove significant benefit. And clearly, Immigration Canada says, don't just cry out the amount of money you bring to Canada. What is the impact of your business in the local economy? That's more important, okay? So your question is a great question. Why? Because of the practicality to be on the safe side. I don't want you to get a refusal, right, after you apply. Secondly, realistically speaking, to run a business in Canada for the first year or couple of years, you need funds. You probably invest funds at, at least break even from time to time. And if it's a good business, you go to a to profit-making profit stage. But, uh, and also, Canada needs to, say, needs to see that you have realistically allocated some money. You're not coming with $20,000 and you want to live in Canada. And, you know, to be honest, things are getting expensive around the world, including in Canada. Uh, workforce is expensive maybe, the office rent is expensive. So we calculated in the, in the last 10 years of our experience, we said to be safe, a foreign entrepreneur needs to, needs to have at least 200,000. Depending on the type of business, it can fluctuate a little bit uh, higher, a little bit lower. But again, uh, it's our practical consideration. Our objective is to get a successful application for you. It's not just completing the form, okay, you have 20,000, let's apply and see what happens. No, we don't do like that. We, don't, we typically say, sorry, you are not ready for business immigration. And we, we don't want to disappoint you. We don't want to you know, have a, a client who says, oh, you, you should have told me this. We, we tell you in advance what's realistic, what's not realistic. Okay, next question. Uh, a shepherd, uh, can a newly hired foreign worker from India be transferred under ICT to a new branch in Canada. We heard new employees are ineligible for ICT and that minimum of one year, 12 months, yes, experience in parent companies required. Yes, that's correct. As a follow-up, is C10 an option for them? Yes, uh, Miss A. Shepard, uh, that's a great question. Thank you. By the way, you, you inspired us to do this uh, session today because you asked a couple of weeks ago, what's the difference between C10 and C11? So thank you for the inspiration. Yes, C10 is a better option because as, you, as I gave you an example of a C10, uh, an American company expanding to Canada, but American company is very new itself, hasn't been uh, for more than several months. 
Now they want to expand to Canada. C10 is an option. C10 is a better option because you said correctly, the, the transferee, the person that you're transferring from foreign country to Canada needs to be employed at least on a payroll full-time 12 months before the transfer. That's, that's the rule. But if the company is new or the employment of that individual is rather new, then C10 is a better option. Yeah, C10 is the option. But again, let's talk in, in more detail. Why don't you book a consultation if you haven't done so? If you have done so, I think our team is handling your, your inquiries uh, on time. Let me know. Negar Muzaffari. Hello, Negar. Hello. Uh, will, be any, will there be any problem if a self-employed person without company apply from, for C10, for example, a carpenter? Um, self-employed category of people, they can apply for C10, but again, you don't have to establish a company before applying, but you need to have strict plan and a realistic plan to realize how will you function as a carpenter? Because C10, remember, it's a restricted work permit. It can, you can only work for your own company, for your own venture. And I, I strongly advise, strongly suggest to incorporate a corporation, it's not very expensive, and then apply. Because that shows that you've taken realistic steps to be able to uh, be self-employed in Canada when you move to Canada. Um, I wouldn't go with just without no company and where, where will they, that person work? The C10 work permit is a restricted work permit connected to a, a venture and a corporation that the self-employed will be employed by. Okay? Uh, Abhijit, sorry, it's, it's a long... Uh, Deshpande. Okay. Mr. Deshpande, is there, uh, you, your question is, is there any specific educational qualification to start a tech consulting business? I do not have one, but running a tech company in India for nine years. Either education or experience. I think you, you are more educated than any educated person if you've been running a tech company for nine years. You, you are in the senior managerial function. So I, I, uh, if you have any any diploma, that's fine. It, we can explain, and we had similar cases before, that the, the diploma is in one field, but you, you've, you've made a lot of, pro, a lot of uh, experience in, in another field, and you are well qualified to do the job that you want to do in Canada, tech consulting firm. You've been running. You don't have to, do, you don't have to be a, the tech specialist to run a tech consulting firm. There's no rule like that. As long as you can run and demonstrate that you are capable of doing so, it should be more than enough. I, I, again, I repeat, you are probably more, more knowledgeable than any diploma holder in, in tech sector um, in that respect. Ramchand Rampersat, uh, does purchasing an education franchise qualify as a significant, significant service, significant benefit? Yeah, it could be. Uh, you know, Canada encourages multiculturalism and different kind of educational activities. Purchasing a franchise, depending, of course, we need to analyze what kind of franchise and where that franchise will operate. Let's say, I'm just imagining, if you operate in a rural setting where you will, you will teach math to rural children equally, of equal quality as the, the city children, that's a benefit, right? 
you give access to quality math education, STEM education for rural communities. That's the significance. Not necessarily the type of, the nature of your business, but the impact of that uh, business into local communities. That should be your focus. Sanjoy Ghosh, okay. I'm in touch with your team uh, for work permit and PR assignment. I was proposed a solution of buying a company and uh, then apply for LMIA and then work permit. Yeah, subsequently PR through Express Entry. Do you suggest this option is better than C10, C11 in terms of obtaining PR? Please suggest your valuable suggestion. Whatever, I defer to my team because your, my team is closer to you in terms of handling the file and knowing the, the, the background of your qualifications. I defer to them. If they suggested this course of action, then that's the best course of action among all available options. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at Lethbridge, Alberta. Great. That's a great community. It's up and coming. By the way, I'm, I'm, I'm very surprised and pleasantly surprised that Alberta is an up and coming in terms of immigration, business immigration destination. We spoke to Invest Alberta. We spoke to many local uh, economic development officers. They are very excited to have foreign business owners in their province. And Alberta, seriously consider Alberta. It's a beautiful nature, great property prices. The housing house price is, is, is better than in Toronto. Okay. Uh, I think that's it for today. Huh? Another one. Okay. Follow up from previous question. Negar Mozaffari. Okay. I mean self-employed in original country without company. Oh, okay. Yeah, in, not in Canada. Okay, can I can apply for C10? Of course, a corporation will be established. Yes, it can be done. Yeah, again, carpenters are needed. I, I talked to Carpenters Union in Ontario. Here's a, here's a statistics. Uh, I talked to them and according to statistics, it's available somewhere on, online. For every 50 carpenter that are, that are retiring from the profession, only seven carpenters are coming into the profession. So 43 carpenters are missing. You can, you can imagine, this is in Ontario. So carpenters are in well demand, in a very high demand. So incorporate and move forward with C10, that's a, it's a, it's a great argument to make uh, and as a significant benefit argument, okay? All right. Thank you. This, is, this has been a pleasure and great interaction with you. I like this kind of a dialogue type of uh, uh, live shows. Follow us on different social media. Like and share, please. 83% of our YouTube uh, viewers are not subscribed. That's, that's a bit disappointing. I have a, I, I, if I ask a favor from you, please subscribe and share this content if you found it useful. Share with others. It's a, our, our aim is to educate everyone that are interested in business immigration. That's our mission. If you have any questions, bring them forward in our next live show. Thank you very much for participating. Enjoy the rest of the week.